But this morning we're going to take a look at, at two main questions. And this morning's part four is discipleship. We're going to look at two main questions when it comes to discipleship. First question we're going to look at is, is what is a disciple? What, what is a disciple? And the second question is how do we make them? How do we make disciples? But before we do that, let's just pray before we jump in and do that. God, we thank you for this morning. God, we thank you for this family. God, we thank you for bringing us here this morning. God, we just really praise you for each and every person that's here. God, we really pray that you'd speak to our hearts this morning. God, help us to be quiet before you. Help us to listen. Help us to look for things in our life, God, that we can change. God, so we can be more like you. So we can be what you call us to in your word. God, we want to be disciples of yours. God, we want to obey you and what you call us to do as your disciple. God, help us this morning just to see that maybe a little more clearly. Maybe to understand some practical things that we can do. God, and that we can really step into even this next week, this next month, God, this next year for you. God, we just thank you again. Pray you'd speak, speak through me. Speak through me. God, I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, so those of you who joined us, who have been joining us for this series, this last week Rich shared about the Great Commission and he shared what it is. And he pretty much just said the Great Commission was Jesus' final instructions to his disciples after the resurrection. And he said there were two main verses that describe it. The first verse was Mark 16:15, And it says, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. And Richard shared why we need to do this. Why, why do we need to share the gospel? And he shared some practical ways of how to do it. And then he also shared a few things at the very end of what to be aware of in our own lives. Things that can make us ineffective in the gospel. But this week we're going to look at the other verse that he shared. And that's Matthew 28:19 and 20. And it just says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. There's a unique relationship between these two commands of sharing the gospel and discipling and making disciples. If we spend our lives just sharing the gospel, we were talking about this on our way back from our pastor's time this last Tuesday, our Front Range Pastor's meeting, but if we just get stuck in the one and we spend our lives only sharing the gospel, we're only going to be as effective as we can be ourselves. We can only share the gospel with so many people and it's only going to be those people that get saved. If, on the other hand, we never share the gospel and we're only a disciple maker, our goal is just to go out and make the best disciples we can make, we're never going to see anybody get saved. Since we aren't personally sharing the gospel and our disciples are supposed to be learning from us, they're not going to be sharing the gospel either. Only when we can find that perfect balance between the two, between sharing the gospel and between building up and discipling those who get saved and teaching them to share the gospel, can we in turn reach the world for Christ in our generation. And that comes about through multiplication. We've talked about it before, but we can be more effective. When I can share with someone and they get saved and I teach them to share with someone, they can be sharing with someone while I'm sharing with someone. So now we can reach two people instead of one. And then it just grows from there. Two becomes four and four becomes eight and it just keeps growing. So we can, we can reach the world and much more effectively if we look at it that way. So this morning I said we're going to look at two questions. Let's, let's look at those. The first question is, what is a disciple? So a disciple, the definition, I would, I would give the definition, is someone who's accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and who is totally committed to loving and obeying Jesus. Totally committed. I handed out one, one thing to you guys. Can you guys all take this out? This thing? This is something that our, our movement puts out, and we put it out, I think it's every, every quarter, I believe. 
so I want you guys to have them. They're always back on the table. But we're going to look at one article. I want to read one article together with you here on the back page called Making Disciples. It, it fit in really well to what I'm talking about this morning. I, I read it a couple weeks ago. But this is John Hopler. He's a director of, of Great Commission Churches. And we're just going to read through it here. It says, In 1970-30, college-age people got on a bus in the southwestern part of the United States to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. This was the beginning of the Great Commission Church movement. These young people had one primary goal, to make disciples of all the nations as Jesus commanded in Matthew 28:19. It's now 40 years later, and God continues to work through this church movement to make disciples of Jesus Christ. And I like all these definitions he gives of disciples here. He says, Disciples are people of faith who know that their sins are forgiven through the sacrificed blood of their Savior. Disciples are men and women who have taken up their cross to follow their Lord wherever He leads them. Disciples are people of the Scriptures who are serious about obeying the Word of God. Disciples are those who lay down their lives for the brethren as the Lord laid down His life for us. Disciples are committed followers who are willing to go and make disciples of all the nations. In 2010, the 40th year of this church movement, will you dedicate yourself to becoming a stronger disciple of Jesus Christ? He is worthy. I thought that was really some really good descriptions of, of what a disciple is. I have another quote here from Oswald Chambers. Oswald Chambers said this. He said, Discipleship and salvation are two different things. A disciple is one who, realizing the meaning of the atonement, deliberately gives himself up to Jesus Christ in unspeakable gratitude. Again, he deliberately gives himself up to Jesus Christ in unspeakable gratitude. Does this definition or the definition we gave a disciple here, any of those things that we read in John Hopler's article there, do any of them describe you? Is that who you are? Are you totally committed to loving and to obeying Jesus? Do you even know what it means to be totally committed? Is that something that you understand? Being a disciple is a matter of character. It's a matter of what we are at our core, who we are at our core, and and how that's displayed in our daily life. Let's look at a few different things that I, I think describe what a disciple is and things that we should be striving for. First one in your first blank is that you need to have a supreme love for Jesus. It needs to be a supreme love. In Luke 14.26 it says, it says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and his children, his brothers and his sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. We have to love Jesus more than we do anything else. More than anything else in our life. This verse is extreme, but it clearly shows that to be a disciple of Jesus, we have to love Him with all that we are. With everything in us. With our entire being. Can you say that's true of you? Can you say that you love God more than you do all those different things? Do you love Jesus more than your father or your mother? More than your husband, your wife, your children, your brothers, your sisters, your roommates, your friends? We have to love God supremely if we want to be His disciple second thing is you need to deny yourself. Deny is your blank. Deny yourself. This comes from the verse Luke 9.23. Then he said to them all, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. If we're going to follow Jesus and we're really going to be a true disciple, we have to be willing to deny ourselves. We have to be willing to give up our desires, give up our dreams, give up those things that we selfishly hold on to and look to the things that God desires instead. I remember having to make this shift in my own mindset. I I had my own dreams. I think we all do at one point. My own dreams, my own desires for what I wanted in life. I definitely wanted to go to college. I wanted to get a good education where I could get a good job and I could make a lot of money and I could have a nice house and I could have a nice car and I could have those things that, that 
that I desired. And those aren't bad things. Those are things that I think everyone desires. People in our country desire them. People in our world desire them. Those things aren't bad in and of themselves, but when we give our life to those things and we're living our life to accomplish those things, that's where it becomes bad. And I just remember, because that was my mindset. I was like, this is what I'm living for. Uh, that's where i got to be. And that was my total thing. And I remember just giving those desires over to God and saying, hey, you know what? I'm letting go of these. I'm, I'm giving these to you. I want to do your will. And I want to follow you. And I want to obey you. And I want to do the things you want me to do. And not the things I want to do. Communicating that desire to God in my life was life-changing. It changed everything about my life. Ever since then, I've submitted to Him on a daily basis. I've sought what He wants me to do instead of what I want to do. And instead of following what the world says I should desire, I wanted to do what he wanted me to desire. And that leads me to the next point. And the next one is deliberately choose the cross. Deliberately is the blank. And I put there, and this, this, this builds off that 923 verse. At the end of 923 it says, take up his cross daily. Another quote here from Oswald Chambers. He says, We talk about the joys and comfort, comforts of salvation. Jesus Christ talks about taking up the cross and following Him. I thought that was really clear. God, God doesn't say, Hey, the Christian life is going to be easy. Hey, come have fun. Be comforted. He says, Take up my cross and follow me. We need, to, we need to follow that. As I shared, it was a deliberate choice when I made it. I made it deliberately. I had to choose that. I had to decide in my heart that this is what I was going to do. I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I knew it probably meant down the road that I would be shamed, I'd be abused, I'd be ridiculed, I'd be scorned. But I would probably even suffer for choosing to be a disciple of Christ. But hey, Jesus suffered for us when he died on the cross for each one of us. So it's our, it's our due to do that for him, to suffer for him, to carry his cross daily. The next thing is we need to be on a lifelong mission to follow Jesus. Again, at the end of Luke 9.23, it says, And follow me. He said, Take up my, his cross daily and follow me. We must be committed to following Jesus for the rest of our lives, not just for today, not for this week, but for the long haul. In our world today, people make a lot of sacrifices for things. People sacrifice for their careers. They, they work really hard to get somewhere to make some level at their job. And at the same time, they're sacrificing everything that matters to them. 